Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of This Show Is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me can connect as we and what that means for all of us. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. Please visit my website to learn more about me and see some of my writing, original works and such. It's wordsbyjdk.com. You can also find me directly on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So uh, just look up my last name, W-Y-N-E. K-E-N, and you'll find me rather easily. would love to chat with you and uh, get your feedback on the show, get some ideas for further shows, or talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. So uh, welcome back in to this, and this is episode 51 for December 27th, 2021, which makes it the last episode of this calendar year. Episode 51 means I'm coming up on episode 52, which means the one-year anniversary of this show, which is really exciting uh, and hard to believe. Um, but today, so before we get to that, uh, the title for today's show is it's new year's themed as you would expect. We don't need no stinking resolutions. <laughs> so, uh, and to help me with that, to talk about stinking resolutions and our lack of need for them is my producer, Stacy Eller. Hi, Stacy. Cheech and Chong, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Blazing Saddles. Oh, we don't. Well, but don't they say like we don't need no stinking badges? No, that's that's from Blazing Saddles. It is. That's Blazing Saddles. You got I your references all wrong. Well, <laughs> but at least I knew it. You did know it, right? Okay. So anyway, oh, I forgot the haiku. Uh, the haiku for today. I know we're going to talk about resolutions. Goes like this: the changes we seek already exist inside us. Let's let them breathe. The changes we seek already exist inside us. Let's let them breathe. Suggestion being, of course, that. The capability for any changes we want to make, whether we call them resolutions or not, don't have to be manufactured. We have them inside us. We just have to unlock them. Okay, so um, before we get to it, Stacey, I want to make sure I, again, thank our sponsor of this show. Uh, Airway Science for Kids. Airway Science for Kids, right. The uh, amazing nonprofit organization down in the Portland, Oregon area that provides life and career pathways for underserved youth in aviation and aerospace. And not only does it help them find careers, but it also introduces them to a whole number of ways where they can improve their own lives, everything from self-advocacy to emotional health, how they can then be uh, help improve situations for their families, for their communities. And the organization does it through a series of programs that they can do on site or online, as well as facilitating relationships with a whole number of different entities to help improve these kids' lives from top to bottom. And, and it's amazing work. It's and, the embodiment of what you talked about in your show last week, this yep. idea of there is this incredible gem that they have that mm-hmm. is very, very valuable, mm-hmm. and they hand it over to anyone who is willing. Exactly. That's really well done. We'll, we'll come back and talk about that. Well done. Thank Stacey. you. That was great. I listen. Yeah, that was great. And uh, if you want to learn more about them, please check out their website, airsci.org, A-I-R-S-C-I.org. Or you can reach out directly to them for information via email uh, using the email address info at airsci.org. All right. So, Stacy, thanks for joining me for this. It just seemed like conversation you would like to have would be about resolutions and how lame we both think they are. Gosh. Uh, but anyway, uh, and you mentioned last week's last week's show. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, some good feedback on that. What did you What did you think of it? What did you take away from that? Did you like my Tupac reference? Okay. <laughs> I was like Tupac. And so naturally I had to do a deep dive about Tupac so that I could like create some other parallels. Mm -hmm. So, you know how uh, St. Nick, there's an association with New York. Yes. Tupac was born in Harlem, which is in New York. Right. Of course. Um, 
the writer that you mentioned that Anthony keeps, DeMello. Yep. So Tupac, eleven platinum albums, only four of which were during his career, seven of which were released posthumously. <laughs> Yeah, he and Anthony DeMello have that in common. DeMello's got like a whole series of books that were released after he died. Um, he had a whole series of writings that he did over his whole life and other people have collected them and put them together. Some of them original, some of them are repackagings or whatever, but it's amazing how many books are out there mm-hmm. about Anthony DeMello. The other thing that it made me think of is that, you know, he was uh, certainly, many would say, a poet in the short time that oh, yeah. he, he did his work. Uh, however... The media has painted a picture of him mm-hmm. and how we perceive him. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a quote that I really liked that, again, took me back to your parable, which is that the only thing that comes to a sleeping man is dreams. Oh, very good. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Who Thank knew? You who knew we could pull off a crossover between Tupac Shakur and Anthony DeMello? Well, amazing. If you want, I can even go to the place where I talk, to, I talk about his songs that he did. Uh. <laughs> and he did one that was like... Give one example. Uh, the name of it was like something about like Brenda's having a baby. Um, no, what's it called? Um, <laughs> I'll find it. Oh, yeah. Brenda's got a baby, which made me think of Mary. Right. Except named Brenda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, if she can be named Mary, she can be she named, be named Brenda. Brenda. Right, exactly. So there you go. All right, there we go. All right, so now that now that we've taken that <laughs> all the way down the rabbit hole, let's let's come back around and, and talk about New Year's because, of course, it is New Year's week now, and we're wrapping up not only a year of this show but a longer discussion about the holidays, going all the way back to the beginning of November, believe it or not. And so we're kind of in Act Three of the holidays now, right? Because Act One of the holidays is the build up to Thanksgiving. Act two is everything in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, including all the other holidays, Hanukkah and all those other things. And now we're in act three, sort of the final act, New Year's. It's kind of the- The final countdown. Oh, you went there. I could see it (laughs) brewing and I couldn't stop it. Sorry, everybody. Anyway, um, (laughs) so we're now in act three. And of course, it's- it seems like every year we have this reflection and some, you know, this reflection on the previous year and we see it everywhere, right? There's the yearly lists, like- Times Times Person of the Year, Time Magazine does that. There's always the news programs do the retrospectives on, you know, what was the biggest news of the last year and all that. So we kind of get it everywhere, right? The Remember the old Casey Kasem National Countdowns and the oh, yeah. old song of the year, how big of a deal I that was? I still listen to back that. Back in the day, I know. Yeah. Talk about somebody who's still going long after he died. Casey right? Kasem apparently downloaded his his soul into somebody else or into- Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's, it seems like we, we have all these reminders of that, that, that bring us to reflection. And of course, I guess it does make sense on some level, but I'm not sure we always understand why it makes sense that we kind of think about end of the year reflections. And then as a result, what do we want to do differently? Right. So I want to get into that. So we both share the agreement that we don't like resolutions. So why don't you tell us why first you don't like them and let's see how that matches with what I think. Okay. I have a hard time believing that after a night of potentially drinking and debauchery, that with the mere <laughs> turn of a second, that I am suddenly going to turn over a new leaf. <laughs> so at the most basic level, there's that. All right, because that's just about the night itself. So well, you don't even have the like, whole year behind it. 
Right. I mean, I am a big believer in reflection and that with the calendar year and, you know, if you're a paper person like I am getting a new paper calendar, it's like, ooh, you know, you're that Mm -hmm. whole turning over a new leaf, new chapter, et cetera, et cetera. So I get the whole being introspective and reflective and and that kind of thing. I just feel like these hastily made uh resolutions are very often like apologies to self and others for what you didn't do <laughs> when you said you were going to I like that. Oh, certainly you do see those, right? You do see those. There is a, that apology to self and others for not doing what you <laughs> should have done right? or wanted to like, do. Like I'm going to see you more this year, mom, or I'm going to call you more right? or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I have never been a fan that said, I, especially anything related to like diet and vanity and that kind of thing. Uh, I just, no. Um, however, I do pick a theme. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, a word a or word. just a whatever. Right. Um, that I try to really reflect upon. And some okay. years I've been successful and some years I okay. have. Let's, let's come back to the word at the end. Cause I, I, I end up somewhere similar with that and that all could right. be a fun thing. So so let me tell you a little bit why I, I don't like them. First of all, all the reasons you mentioned are good, and you mentioned the way you phrase that is better than I could have. That was that was great. I also, uh, for similar reasons, I think resolutions can come from places that are meant to, um, oh, kind of try to salvage something <laughs> from the previous year. Like, and I have a tendency, as I as I've talked about on the show before, to take a look back at on any holiday from the previous year, right? Whether it's Memorial Day or New Year's Day look back on the previous year and find myself wanting. Like I, I thought I'd be somewhere else by now, right? I've done that before. But there's also a part of me nowadays that I just don't like, I tend to battle these things that we're supposed to do, right? So like, you know, and, and, and sometimes that comes across as very adolescent, right? I, I'm not going to do that because everybody else is doing it or because somebody tells me to. Like at Lent, I, a while ago, I stopped giving up things for right. Lent. Right, I gave up giving up. I gave up, up giving up That's things. That's a classic and I'm not Catholic a part, trope. Exactly, and I'm not, and I'm not even Catholic. Um you know, and it's and in part because I even though I understand where that comes from and what it's meant to do, and I think there are plenty of people who can do that and have it be meaningful for them. Uh, to me, it just doesn't it doesn't land too well, uh, and I find better ways to to get connected with that side of things. But um, you know, and then I, of course there's so many evidences of of resolutions done at New Year's that don't work. You know, and, and I was telling you earlier, um, I, I see a personal trainer every week, Bruce. You're the man, and uh, not too long ago, we were talking about New Year's and he mentions that he mentioned that, yeah, more and more people are starting to come in. You know, it's December coming in, the contemplating getting memberships. He says, and then we'll see him for a few weeks. And then in February, they won't be anywhere to be found, <laughs> you know, because there's that big resolution, right, to do that. And let's be charitable, right? Well-intentioned, maybe by some. Yep, I really need to. I want to get in better shape. And a lot of things can happen, right? Struggles with self-confidence. Life can get in the way. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe they overdo it. Maybe you had dry January and you had the time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then February comes. <laughs> February comes and you don't. <laughs> right. You know, and it's what they call the bounce, right? You get the big bounce in memberships and attendance and then suddenly it drops in, in February. Um, and of course, at its worst, like you said, it's that apology. It's also it can be grandstanding, you know, um, at their best, they're well-intentioned. Um, but really in the end, doing so at New Year's, the big focus on it really is invented. Now, the interesting thing though, Stacey, did you know that this is actually historical? You know, this goes back a long ways, the idea of resolutions. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You are, in fact, a historian. <laughs> yes. And I, I tend to go there with these things because I like to contextualize them for people. 
Um, the earliest recorded notions of resolutions goes back to the ancient Babylonians. Wow. <laughs> way, way back BC. Okay. And it, it started around a 12 day holiday. Okay. Can I just really quickly say what? Tower of Babel right. is everybody making resolutions on New Year's uh, Day. <laughs> yes. How interesting. Okay. Anyway, go nice, on. Nicely done. Thank you. Wow. You're rolling today. Uh, the ancient Babylonians, the, their 12-day end-of-year festival called Akitu was where this happened. And, and everything happened there. It was, it was meant to not only celebrate the coming of a new year, but to give thanks for the harvest, to make promises, to pay off debts, to return borrowed goods. Um, you know, new, new magistrates, even new rulers would be instituted those days, if anything like that. And that went a long ways. And, of course, ancient Babylon covered a great portion of the the known world for quite some time. And so it picked up there. It was, it, but it was really, and it, it was coming correct with the divine was really what this was. Because if you kept your word on all these things, you'd have divine favor the following year. And if you didn't have divine favor, it must be because you weren't keeping your, you weren't keeping your promises. So if you had bad luck or if, if terrible things happened, people could look at you and go, oh, you must not be all that trustworthy or not following through on things. So as a Catholic, it's like confession and then penance. Well, exactly. But the, but the thing is, this, there's a direct track to today. You know, sometimes in history, it's all really convoluted. It moves back and forth and there's all these different expressions and some threads die out, some don't. This is one where you can see a direct line because Julius Caesar, first emperor of Rome, he changed the calendar around. They, end, they ended the year and started a new one with a whole series of sacrifices and rituals meant to with that are around being good in the new year and doing similar things. And if you fell, if bad luck, you know, for, or just life happened, it would be a telling of how well you were doing on being trustworthy, paying off your debts, all these types of things. And of course the Christian world built right off of a lot of those Roman institutions from the empire and others. And so Christianity fully internalized this into a part of its understanding of self, right? right. To, the, to the point that, that if you, there are many, even still to this day, there are some who will say, if things aren't going well in your life, it's because you're falling short in God's eyes and not being pious enough or... So the empire struck back. <laughs> you were just on a roll. <laughs> okay. This is the right way to end up the year. This is fantastic. Okay. I knew I made the right decision. Um, and, then, and a little more, a little more contemporary example of this in Christianity uh, in the 1740s, John Wesley, the founder of, of Methodism, uh, started what's called the Covenant Renewal Service that is held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, in which uh, people recommitted to their covenants around scripture, around the laws of the church, around good conduct, uh, notions of repentance, you know, forgiveness, those types of things. And it became a big part of not just the Methodist services, but a number of services. It's still very, very big in um, Southern Baptist traditions, for example, there will be New Year's Eve and or New Year's Day services that are all about making, you know, intentional declarations and decisions to do things differently in the following year. To what degree those are, you know, are followed with things didn't go well, you're not doing well, probably varies person to person. But nevertheless, there is a direct line there, right? And it's interesting, even though we don't normally associate resolutions with any particular religious or philosophical tradition, they're pretty secular. But it's just interesting that it goes back that far, this idea of the end of a year being a time to really do this, right? So there's a centuries and centuries of practice. Well, and as and a little kid, I 
did used to think of resolutions as the whole naughty and nice thing with Santa. Oh, yeah. And that like- You had to that start right away. Right. Like you basically <laughs> were like back on the wagon. <laughs> Man, I got to start now. Right. right. Was it even more pronounced if you didn't get that big thing at Christmas from Santa that you hoped for? Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. I mentioned the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier last week. I still feel that. <laughs> uh, what did I do wrong to not get that? For Annie, it's the life-size Barbie, which, by the way, it would have been the size of her. There was such a thing as a life-size Barbie? Yeah, it was Barbie? Like, basically like three feet tall. Wow. And she's still like, whatever. Didn't they make a horror movie out of that with Chucky? Um, similar. That wasn't Barbie. <laughs> I think it was Tyra Banks. <laughs> I think it was called no. Life Size. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just trying to make a joke that was as funny as the ones you've been making, but I failed miserably. <laughs> Anyway, just so you know, uh, 45% of Americans today say they make New Year's resolutions regularly, but only 8% max report being successful <laughs> in them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's like 8% out of the 45% of that, or, you know, because that would make it even less. Is it 8% of that 45%? Right. Not clear. Well, maybe one of their resolutions is to not <laughs> answer these questions. Not answer these questions. Um, Right. And, you know, of course, what's interesting about this is on the most fundamental level, right, it's kind of an obvious statement to make, but is restarts can happen anytime. Right? And they happen sometimes, obviously, without us intending them. You know, something happens in life. We have to make restarts whether we like it or not. Uh, and all we can do is really choose how we're going to respond or react to them. We just tend to assign a lot more importance to New Year's Eve and such. And it's easy to make ourselves nervous, anxious, put ourselves one down by comparison. That's the thing about resolutions that I think, you know, all joking aside, I don't like, and it's one reason I don't do them is because they tend to be coming from a place of scarcity. I didn't do enough of this. And shame. And shame. And I need to do that in order to be okay. I need to, you know, and and certainly with something like health, you could literally say, I need to eat better. I need to get more exercise. I need to take better care of myself because my health is at stake. And I, and I get that. Um, and certainly that doesn't mean just because you make a resolution doesn't mean you can't hold it through, but it really is interesting that we kind of put ourselves there. And there's always those things with holidays in particular, where we can have those places of shame, you know, pop out, you know, the, the, the new year's practice of the new year's party. And when midnight hits, you need to have somebody to kiss, right? How many times does that jam people up when they don't have a date that night or they aren't with somebody or whatever? It's jammed me up before, and that's a completely arbitrary assignment. Or you've been married for 29 years, and you're like, yeah, 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 like, <laughs> you're asleep. That, I kiss that person every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're already asleep. You celebrate like, it three hours early. <laughs> Come on. This year's starting the same way last year did. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I guess the thing for me is, is, is with that history with holidays for me, I want to start the new year, I want to start a new year in a different way. You know, and, I, and the idea that I can choose to frame a new year the way I want to is, is an exciting thing. You know, so reflection and gratitude are fine, right? I think that's the, that's the part is okay, right? Reflection and gratitude is all right. And then certainly making decisions to try to improve things is fine too, but it doesn't need to be tied to a story of this is a resolution. This is my best shot. This is the time for me to do it. And if I don't imagine what happens if you don't, Oh, I failed again, right? The self messaging can be brutal. So why do that to ourselves? From the very beginning. Yeah. 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 So. It's oh, brutal. It is. It is. Okay. So le- with that in mind, and and certainly, you know, we're certainly not against self-improvement in here, <laughs> but, you know, we talk about it a lot. So what are some things instead of that you mentioned 
at the top of the show, like a word or a theme or anything mm-hmm. like that. What are some ones you've done before or what is one maybe you already have for this year? Do you have one set? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay. I'm so glad I did too. a few years ago, I noticed that in the, uh, the, the framework of the dialogue that I got a lot from my upbringing would be, oh, Stacy, you're such a beautiful girl, but. Oh. Yes. So for those of you that don't realize it, adding that but there, it basically negates everything positive. Yeah. And so I started to realize this, and I noticed that I was doing this and passing it on to my own children, mm-hmm. that I was doing this. So I decided that my word or words would essentially be replacing the word but with and whenever possible mm. to be a more expansive idea and to realize that you can hold two truths. Oh, Stacy, you're such a beautiful girl. And, and. Mm-hmm. my God, you're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot more settling, isn't it? It you is know? because it's true. Yeah, totally true. And so that's one that I've done and it actually has really stuck with me. Mm. What I am doing for this year is my word is a symbol of a belief that I have been playing with for the past couple of months. Uh, My word is elephant, as in the elephant in the room. You know that I talk about this. Yeah. And that I am a big friend of seeing, identifying, befriending any elephant in a room Mm. and bringing it over and offering it some cheese whiz on a Triscuit and chit chatting about whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just find that it is so much better to ask questions than make assumptions. And that that is something that I want to continue to challenge myself to learn and grow. And by befriending this elephant, it is one way to do it. That's really cool. I like that. When you said it was a symbol, I thought you were like going to go the way Prince did where he changed his name to some oh. symbol. Yeah. But okay. So it's that, but the symbol is just the, the elephant. Yes. That's great. I mean, that that to me says you're willing to step into conversations that might be tough or just address things without making up stories about them, which is our number one problem, right, usually. Yes. Make up stories about things. Um, what about you? Well, you know, I haven't decided on this year yet. Um, I've done it for a while now. The most successful one, or at least the one that stands out the most, is the one I picked a few years ago, which was get out of my own way. Uh, you know, and I wasn't sure when I established that theme for the year, get out of my own way, exactly what I meant. Uh, But I found my way through it, interestingly enough. And it was about similar to what you just said. Like how many, instead of wondering what might be happening with somebody or with me or trying to figure things out quietly in my own head, sharing it, talking about it, asking questions, um, and then really taking a good look at my habits and my activities and my choices And being really open with myself and clear with myself, even if it was tough, on what was serving me and what wasn't. And in the aftermath of that, or as that went along, I really doubled down and invested in some areas. I discarded some other areas. I invested with certain relationships and divested myself of other ones. Um, Really just to learn the process of actually taking those steps for me. It was an important theme in that for a long time, I felt like I was just getting blown around on the wind, right? Mm-hmm. Life would happen. And, and it was, was more about taking taking more of an active role to sail through the headwinds rather than be blown around on the waves. So get out of my own way was one. Um, 
connection was uh, was one one year that could pretty much be it every every year. Um, what keeps percolating for me, I'll share it next week when we get to my 52nd show. Uh, right now, curiosity is a big one. It's a good one. Curiosity is, is a big one. I, I like how open it is. Um, curiosity rather than, like you said, judgment or reacting poorly to something or um, making assumptions. You know, I think curiosity is is a key thing that I would like to cultivate more from a place of presence. So right now that's where I'm, that's the leader in the clubhouse, as they say. I'm not sure that will be it, but somewhere along those lines because it kind of reflects where I'm at these days, I think. So uh, really quick as we're wrapping up here, I'm really excited that next week is episode 52, not just because it's a new year, but it's like a whole year of shows. So like, um, what do you think of, you've been in here for every single one of them practically. Um, Yes, I have. I am so incredibly uh, excited by the evolution of the show. Mm. Uh, I think it it perfectly um, personifies the name of the show. In the beginning, it was more about you. (laughs) And then over time, you started finding um, more ways of connection uh, involving other people and then Mm -hmm. bringing the historical perspective has been a really powerful element because it ties everything together. And I learn so much every week. Oh, I appreciate that. And that, that all those, those steps are all really clear. You have, you articulated them perfectly. That's kind of where they went. Starting a show that was, you know, trying to find its way is, is always really interesting. You have that experience too with your own show. Uh, don't ask me to talk. (laughs) And, um, and it has gone that way. And in fact, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of some new steps also. Uh, to take in this show in the new year uh, and some some new angles to take and some new things to introduce and stuff like that. So it's always constantly evolving, right? I, As it should be. Right. And I, I do like, uh, it's fun talking about the historical side of stuff because, you know, everybody might think that these are all things that I know coming in, but oftentimes they aren't. You know, certain things, anything about World War II, I probably know, but right. but at the same time, things like even today, I get to go research this. I get to go explore it and I get to, I get to exercise my historian and my storyteller chops. And that's, that's always fun. And it becomes edutainment. It is. And I'm, as time has gone by, I've been getting more and more feedback and more and more interaction and it's, it's been really rewarding. And so uh, it's kind of fun to reflect, right? So um, instead of making a resolution about the show, I'm just going to, you know, maybe curiosity is a good one because that show can, you know, can reflect that a little bit more. So anyway, well, thanks for that. Uh, all right. So this was fun. Uh, thanks, Stacy, for jumping in and joining this conversation about resolutions. And for all of you out there, thank you for joining me for this episode of This Show is All About You. Check out my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Look for me on social media. Uh, have a wonderful and safe New Year's celebration. And may your 2022 just build upon all the successes of 2021 uh, and with all the blessings that follow. So thanks. And uh, until next time, chins up, everyone.